Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and I've got a classic episode for you today from our former host, Christian Sager. He's talking about how deja vu works. He's talking about how deja vu works. Hey, BrainStuff, it's Christian Sager here. Deja vu is French for the term already seen. And the term was coined by a scientist named Emile Birorock in 1876. And what it refers to is the feeling that you've experienced something before. There's actually a lot of different terms that can be used to specify this type of experience, from déjà goat, which means already tasted, to déjà chanté, which means already sung. Now, these episodes of déjà vu, they usually last 10 to 30 seconds long, and about two-thirds of people say they've experienced it. And rates seem to be higher in people who are 15 to 25 years old, have higher incomes, travel more, are more educated and more open-minded, are politically liberal, and have psychiatric disorders like anxiety, depression, dissociative disorders, and schizophrenia. Fun! Science doesn't know exactly what causes deja vu, and there are over 40 theories about it. That's a lot. Researchers don't even agree on how to categorize it, but Broadly, we can talk about two types today. We have associative deja vu, in which stimuli trigger an associative memory, and biological deja vu, in which people with brain dysfunction experience strong deja vu. So an example of this, lots of people with temporal lobe epilepsy report having deja vu right before seizures. In some of them, deja vu can even be triggered with electrical stimulation to the brain. Some people with conditions like anxiety and dementia have reported chronic deja vu, in which the feeling is so common and persistent that it disrupts their daily life. And there is a case study of a healthy guy who started taking dopamine-increasing drugs to fight the flu, immediately getting a bunch of deja vu. And it stopped when he stopped the drugs. Weird. Researchers think structures in the medial temporal lobe, which is located behind the top part of your ears toward the middle of your brain, are involved because it's involved in our sensory perception and the establishment of our memories. The hippocampus and the rhinal cortex help us consciously form and recall memories. They might save on brain processing power in time by sorting out familiar things from novel things. So they denote, I don't know, energy to the novel things. The parahippocampal gyrus, though, that helps us determine what's familiar and what's not, and it doesn't retrieve memories to do so, while the amygdala helps process emotional reactions. So here's some popular theories for what is going on with deja vu. Our first is called divided attention theory. You actually have seen the oddly familiar thing before. You just weren't paying enough attention the first time around to record a full memory of it. This was proposed by a guy named Dr. Alan Brown, who tested subliminal familiarity with briefly seen images. Our next theory is called hologram theory. Cool, right? Okay, so this is a thing you maybe don't know about holograms. It's that you can cut them up, and each piece will display the full image just at a lower resolution. Dutch psychiatrist Herman Snow proposed that maybe deja vu happens when some fragment of a memory, maybe a familiar smell or an object, triggers the feeling of remembering a full scene. 
Then we have dual processing theory. The temporal lobe sort of works on incoming information, but twice, once upon receipt and again after a quick shunt through the right hemisphere. Maybe sometimes the temporal lobe mislabels data from that second stream, accidentally identifying it as something old rather than something new, giving you a feeling of familiarity. Now, this one was proposed by Robert Efron in 1963. And we have one last theory. It's called leaky processing theory. It sounds dangerous, maybe dirty. Our brains store current input in short-term memory and then transfer the important stuff or, you know, like bagel bites jingles some kind of song to your long-term memory maybe sometimes a bit of information leaks or jumps or or misroutes directly from short to long-term storage and that is what creates a feeling of familiarity today's episode was written by me and produced by tyler clang for more on this and lots of other memorable topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. 